Scott with SJWellfire.com. Final Days Report, episode 145. We're calling this Jezebel Students, folks. Lord's been working on me with dreams about the whoredom in our high school and middle school in middle America, small town America, not even the big cities. Good night. And where this is crazy is it fits that pastor's vision from 1933 that's well documented before America gets destroyed. I think this is the fifth vision of moral decay, mostly around women, where women are wearing nothing and they're cutting their hair short. It's this, this transgender agenda. And then it's this agenda of just flat out whoredom, my friends. Women have always pushed back us whoremongers, us men, going after the women. When I wasn't saved, I would go after women if I found out they were easy. Now it just seems like it's prevalent beyond belief and research and facts say that. Let's read. Reported STDs reach an all-time high for six consecutive years. This is 2019 CDC. Young people aged 15 to 24, I just can't believe it's 15, make up a huge percent of these STDs, make up 61% of chlamydia and up to 42% of gonorrhea cases. So a small age group, 15 to 24, make up the majority of chlamydia cases. Good night, my friends. Let's continue reading. According to the World Health, more than 1 million people acquire a sexually transmitted infection every day. Each year, an estimated 500 million contract one of the four STIs, STDs, we like to say in America, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, and trichromonas. I'm not sure what that is. I should have looked it up. The effects of these diseases range from chronic pain, infertility. I wonder if this is by design a bioweapon, infertility, and in some cases, death. The infertility is out of control now, my friends. So we're getting programmed to go against the Bible, and then people are becoming infertile. And it's the youth that's getting this. So here's the vision from the 1933 pastor. And again, some people criticize when I mentioned this before, what I found out in the news, they call people good that are really evil and people that are evil good. When you dive deep in it, not always, but if somebody's going after your history hard, they really want to discredit you, especially since you've passed. And I know all of us you know, we have ups and downs with our walk with the Lord, right? If we're, if we're to look in the mirror, but I want to play this from Pastor Paul Begley about this pastor. And at the end of the day, this is his fifth vision where he saw the moral decay most in his dream. His vision was mostly around women. Women have always pushed off us whoremongers, right? The men that are just trying to conquer the world. Women were the gatekeepers to society. And I remember reading an article years ago, I tried to find it that said when the women's moral decay, because they kind of held society together, and when the families break up and then when women lose their, their moral compass, society collapses. So we're just seeing that right now, my friends. But the vision that this pastor had, the fifth vision, he saw women dressing with a fig leaf, and then he saw women cutting their hair like men and acting more like men. So it's this transgender agenda that this pastor saw, it appears, and then just this whoredom, this dressing like a go-go dancer, flat out. This pastor was dialed in and this is well documented. Let's listen to Pastor Paul Begley here talk a little bit about this and then we'll cover my dreams and we'll get into some more statistics. And again, this all needs to happen before the destruction of America. Are you serious? I mean, are you serious? William Branham was one of the greatest revivalists and evangelists um, that the world has ever known. He had seven visions that I want to share with you, just a quick synopsis of each one, that is so prophetic and powerful, it's very important. Now, you need to know who William Branham is. William Branham was born in the spring of 1909. He was uh, born to one of the poorest families 
deep in the hills of southern Kentucky. Within minutes of his birth in this tiny one-room cabin, a strange light entered the room and hovered over his bed where he was laying. It was the beginning of a supernatural life that would change the face of modern Christian world. This is him, William Branham. William Branham had seven visions. Here's what he had. Uh, in June of 1933, William Branham experienced a series of seven prophetic visions of events leading to the total destruction of America in the end times. Vision number one, William Branham witnessed Italy's Mussolini brutally, he said, would invade Ethiopia and then himself coming to a shameful demise. In vision number two, Branham wrote, this is, remember, this is 1933. World War, World War II ain't even close to being started yet, okay? Uh, in the second vision, William Branham witnessed Adolf Hitler bringing the world into a second world war, he said, pounding on the Americans along the front lines, but coming to an, a mysterious end. In vision number three, in the third vision, Branham said fascism and Nazism was swallowed up in communism. A voice in the vision instructed William Branham to watch Russia, but rather than watch rather than watch the USSR, because they were called the USSR at that time. Uh, this vision was indicating an eventual fall of the Soviet Union and the formation of Russia into a distant state. Then in vision number four, in the fourth vision, scientific achievement would produce driverless vehicles, while cars continue to be shaped more like eggs. Folks, this is where we're at now. It is now here. Cars are being developed right now that can drive on their own. Soon, that will be the norm. Vision number five, the fifth vision, dealt with a, the morality of America and the world. Just as scientific advancement was represented by a car in the fourth vision, the decline of morality was represented by women in the fifth vision, says William Branham. I saw women cutting their hair and acting and dressing like men. And finally, they almost completely abandoned all women's garments. All right. So this, no doubt, he was seeing the uh, lesbian movement and the, and of course, and the transgender and gay movement. That's and I would say flat out just whoredom, go-go dancers, women just walking around naked. That's what I've seen in my dreams. These women are just walking around naked and bisexuality is rampant as well in with these youthful kids. I mean, I'm just seeing it and I'm seeing it in my dreams. And so I think this, the Lord's warning me that this pastor's vision, these seven visions before the destruction of the United States is close, my friends, but let's get in the dream. So I'm walking down a hallway with a Christian girl, this very meek girl, God-fearing girl. And I see this woman walking up and I thought she maybe was a teacher, substitute teacher. And she gets close and she was a student made up big time. And she actually had fish stockings on. It looked like she was a dancer at a go-go dance place, but inside she was just dark, spiritually dark. So we continued to walk. We passed her. I was very disappointed. And then this Christian girl looked into the bathroom and she just said, it is 
whole town, whole town. The women barely had any clothes on. Again, I, the only way I could describe it, it was like you're going to a go-go dance club and it just reeked. It just was foul. The smell, I smelled foulness. Jezebel spirit smell in my dream. It's hard to explain. And then I ended up in a room where a nun was teaching. So my dream cut out. I'm in a room with this nun teaching and I'm sitting down. All of a sudden, all these old ladies started walking in and I gave up my chair and I ended up falling asleep with this, what this nun was saying. And I woke up and this lady, this big lady was sitting on my hand. I don't know why she was sitting on my hand. I was like, let me have my hand back. What are you doing? And she kind of smirked at me. And then there was this young student in front of us that was just a flasher, an exhibitionist, like she was, had new clothes, new jeans. And she was like, just trying to put them on. And, and she was just flashing everybody. And all the students were like, I can't remember her name, but they're like, what are you doing? And they're laughing. They're like, get, get your clothes back on. What are you doing? It just was foul. It was absolutely foul. Jump off my dream a little bit. My son's 24. I'll never forget this. He was a Christian, and I do think once saved, always saved is nonsense. And I, in my book, I actually talk a lot of scripture to back that up. I think it's it's really just a wicked doctrine, an easy believism, and you can you know hyper grace. You can just sin all that you want. It's just not scriptural. But in any event, he went. To, so he's 24. He went to a homecoming, or maybe it was prom, and he said that the main dance move was like grinding from Myri Cyrus, kind of this, this bending over and just grinding. And everybody was disgusted. They actually saw a dirty condom on the dance floor. And this was years ago. And then this guy that I know, he's 73. I think he retired when he was 62. So this is years ago. And he might've been in his fifties when this happened maybe it was throughout his entire uh, teaching career. And he was a substitute teacher as well. One, this girl walked up to him and said, Hey, teacher X, I'm 18. Now I'm legal. Now, what do you think? Let's go party. Then he had a situation where a girl was stroking his leg and say, can you teach me after school? He's in his fifties. I mean, this is insanity. He had one girl say, let's go get stone and party. You can, you know, come over and, and, Let's hang out three different instances. He's just like, what is going on? And I think it's just worse now. I think it's worse than ever than these stories I'm telling you. So then my dream, I'm driving up this road in a small town and I see three teachers bawling in the middle of the road. And I just pull over and listen. And two of them are demonically just dark and they're just bawling. They're like, I can't believe school's over. It's like they're their lifeblood sucking, sucking the souls out of these kids is gone. It's all I saw is just these demonically dark teachers were just so upset school was over. And then this other teacher walks over. He wasn't demonically dark, but he was just a lame teacher. And I, I saw this, this textbook where he was just teaching this textbook that was dumb. It was dumbed down. It was simplified. I got the sense if you're a parent, maybe this message is for you, get your kids out, homeschool them. They're not learning anything and they're surrounded by whoredom. They're surrounded by wickedness. They're surrounded by not teaching critical thinking skills. So then they pass, these teachers pass. And I'm driving up the road in a small town that I grew up.
and this is a busy road. And when I say a busy road, maybe a car will pass by every 10 minutes. That's a busy road in the town I grew up in. And they had these beautiful TV type screens talking about the traffic and talking about where to turn and talking about sales. It was almost like a smart city in a small town. I couldn't believe it. These signs were overkill for the, how busy the road was. And they were beautiful signs, very crisp and clean. Outdoor signs, outdoor TV-like signs, something you'd see on a major freeway. And this just reminded me of the last dream I had with a pole where somebody walked out in the same small town and had voice recognition, cameras, talking to them. You know, I think they're going to put this beast tech smart city in towns, small towns. So not just these smart mega cities. I think they're going to put this technology everywhere. Yeah, I think I think we're obviously in the last days. If you follow my channel, I'm convinced and proved Seal One has been open, but I think there'll be waves of Seal One and Seal Two. I think there's lawlessness with graphene heads, right? Graphene oxide mixing you. There's no more free will transhumanism agenda that will morph into this omnipresent beast system. You can just see inflation and the third horse riding. But I think this is going to be a period, a longer period. And so one of the podcasts I want to do is just discuss at least what the Lord has showed me, because I think we're in the last generation in Matthew 24, right? The generation is 35 years. That's where I'm leaning. And Stephen Benoon recently said that one of his colleagues said at the end, 2050 is the end date, but it's just moving so fast. It's moving so fast. Learn to go underground and we have to learn to find ways to survive. Almost gets simple, my friends. So that's that dream. And let's just dive a little bit more Dude. into this whoredom because this is secular news, right? This is just wild. Here's an article. Among sexual active girls age 12 to 16, this is just wickedness. There are six times as many attempted suicide as among virgin girls of the same age. There are 18 times more likely to leave home prematurely, nine times more likely to be arrested by police, five times more likely to be suspended from school and 10 times more likely to abuse drugs. Sounds like the pit of hell. Early sexual activity with multiple partners in adolescence is increasingly STDs, obviously teen pregnancy, altered self-esteem, depression, pain and suffering from broken relationships, a sense of betrayal and abandonment, confusion about romantic feelings and impaired ability to form healthy long-term relationships. Teenage infertility is also an increasing problem. I'm wondering if there's a bioweapon attack here. In 1965, only 3.6% of married couples between 20 and 24 were infertile. By 1982, that figure had nearly tripled to 10.6%. And their infertility rate now stands at one in six or 17%. This is by design, I think, my friends. But just from the secular world, let's continue. This is from the American thinker. I thought this was somewhat interesting where the psychologist got people to say, yes, I, I wasn't happy being a whore. I have seen several older and younger women who have acknowledged the emptiness of the hookup culture, which arose out of being liberated to be like men. Although there was no name for it, one of my long-term over 60-year clients acknowledged the pressure of the 70s and 80s concerning these issues. Even back then, such behavior for women went from being pinned with scarlet letter to being rewarded with a badge of honor. Did most of these women feel good about themselves? The answer is a resounding no. Will they admit that publicly? No again. More recently, I heard two different examples of this kind of behavior. One of my lovely 30-year-olds recently became engaged. The client felt a need to discuss some of the residual shame about chaotic behavior from long ago. These random activities occurred during a drunken haze. 
I remembered this woman that the culture had set the tone and the programming is over the top to have women become whores. But more importantly, the behavior had ceased. I also emphasize that like it or not, men and women are different to which she agreed. And I, I remember before I was saved, when I was in undergrad, I, this professor said, if you read one magazine a month, you'll know more what's going on in the world than like some 90% of people, something like that. And so I had 30 magazines at one time and I wasn't saved. I realized these 30 magazines, they all had the same articles. So I narrowed it down to about five where I could actually get just a crossbreed of information. And again, this is before I knew that the news was controlled and only what five or six companies run 95% of all media that we get. But I remember reading this article about this successful porn actress to then she parlayed her career into directing and producing, multi-millionaire, just had a huge, um, I guess, video production company, distribution company, just multi-millionaire. And I remember this article asked her the question of, what do you dream about? What do you fantasize about? What do you yearn for? And she said, I yearn to be married. I yearn to have a husband that just holds my hand and loves me and touches me in just in a nice, simple way, you know, like kind of a like hug or touch on the so shoulder or put fingers over her hair and, you know, just, just this natural love. She goes, I yearn to be loved and I yearn to have kids and be a great mom. It's just biblical principles. And this woman had sick money. They had shots of her home. You know, it looked like she had a $20 million type home, right? God's word is true, my friends. And it's just funny. It's funny to me. Some of these articles are like, we just need to teach more about condoms and, and using safe sex. No, we need to teach biblical values. The Bible's always right. So this is an article off of publichealth.columbia.edu, so an Ivy League school, a time-honored way to prevent STIs is sex education, particularly around those use of condom. But even with the correct information, teens continue to have unprotected sex. So it's, the correct information is just don't have sex. It's just funny, my friends. So let's get into the Bible a little bit, Galatians 5.16. This I say, then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Get in the spirit, get saved. Many examples, let's say you've been a whore or just very promiscuous, kind of given in to this world, this flesh. There are a lot of great stories. Women at the well, cast the first stone, the story of Rahab by faith. Get faith in Christ, get saved. The blood of Jesus can heal you. If you've had an abortion, give yourself to Christ, repent. That means turn from, right? And get in the King James Version Bible, pray get rid of any demonic spirits that you have. I had to do that, right? Flat out, flat out, my friends. But let's continue. Now the works of the flesh are manifest in these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, which I tell you before, as also I've told you in the times past, that which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God right? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, right there. Boom, 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 boom. Flee fornication. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have their own husband. And you'll be happier. 
and it's just, I find it fascinating, the ideal woman. And Grant, when I was in high school, in college, I'd wanted to date the models. I dated some wannabe models. One actual girl made some decent money. She modeled in Italy. And looks were so important to me. And as I've grown in my spiritual walk, what is beauty to me has just changed a 180, right? It's just changed a 180. And now when I see a beautiful woman, I just pray she's a Proverbs 31 type woman. Man, the Bible talks a lot about women just being discreet. I love this 1 Timothy 2, 9, 10, which is a 180 of what I saw in my dream. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel and shame face this and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh a woman professing godliness with good works. Let's continue to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. I know somebody that's Mensa smart, very close to me, just a bold woman, knows a lot, never had to study, nor very, very well, and strong-minded woman, and she told me the other day, she's like, I just wish my husband would take more of a leadership position in the household and just make a call. Like, why do she goes, why do I always have to make a call? I just want to know he's in charge. He's making the call. So it's fascinating. And she's not a Christian at all, but there's just something yearning where men need to help run the household. There's something inherent in our spirit there. So if you're a whore, my friends, <laughs> you can break from it. You can break from that lust. You can break from it. Get in the word of God, get born again. Miracles can happen. I was going to play this high schooler calling out the dress. She swears a bit. And what's crazy is she's talking about sixth graders and how they're dressing. And it just reminded me when I was a state park ranger, and I'm going back to the early 90s, I was in college as a state park ranger. And we used to, for fun, write out ugly tickets. We'd be on the microphone and we'd see people, how they were dressing in the early nineties and grand, this is on a beach, right? And it was men and women were just like, what are they doing? And we'd have some fun with it. But now this is just an everyday life. This isn't even on the beach. They're taking the beach clothes and they're wearing skimpy G string clothes and they're bringing it into the school. That's what I saw. And that's what I confirmed. And then the STDs are following folks. And this all hits the, the moral decay of the fifth vision from this pastor before the destruction of America. Get your kids out. I think the Lord showed me those demonic teachers because I think you've got some evil, right? You just, you, you, you search in the news, the evil with the relationships between the teachers and the students is over the top. And it's not just men, men it's women as well. And then they're just teaching you garbage common core. They're not teaching critical thinking skills. They're not teaching your kids I heard some school districts, they're not even teaching your kids how to balance a checkbook, how to write checks, how to do simple finance percentages. It's wicked, my friends. It's absolutely wicked. So Scott with SJWellfire.com. Hopefully this is a blessing. Bookmark our site, sign up for a newsletter, and thank you for your support. God bless.